Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. So we're going to continue where we left off last week. Those of you who are new here, it's been a while. Um, here's how it works. It's a full-blown service, as you know, on Wednesday nights, but it is chapter by chapter, verse by verse in a particular book. So we go through a book of the Bible that I feel led to teach out of and preach out of for however long it takes. We've been in Romans for months. Um, I think it took, uh, was it you, bro, that told me it took us a year in Acts? <laughs> He's like, man, I showed up and we were in Acts and we just finished it, like in the summer or something. So yeah, I said, yeah, yeah, he he came to the Lord in, in, in June of 2021, and, and we were in Acts. So um, that just proves we go chapter by chapter, verse by verse. There's something in here for everyone. So please listen closely tonight. I do not go too long. Um, in fact, I've taken my time getting into the Word tonight, but we'll, we'll probably be in the Word a, a maximum of 20 minutes, um, I would say. But God has something for you tonight. So... We're going to continue where we left off last week, Romans 11, 11. Talking about the people of Israel, God's original chosen people. Now, why did God have a people set apart from the rest of the pagan world at the time? Why did he choose Abraham? So he could be born into that race, right, and be born amongst godly people so he could fulfill his plan and his promises. And he chose the Jewish people because he said, I'm going to prove to the world that I am God through them. I'm going to take care of these people who are insignificant, unknown, and powerless. And he started it all through Abraham, and it went to Isaac and Jacob, the, what we call them the three patriarchs. And then while the Jewish people, the Israelites, were in Egypt all those years, God allowed them to grow and get strong and multiply as a nation because Egypt was the greatest nation on the planet at that time. But then they were enslaved, and God delivered them with a mighty hand. That's just, that's just the shorthand version of the story of the Jewish people. Now, non-Jews are called Gentiles. Quick review, because we're going to use some of these words in a minute, okay? So, we're talking about the Jewish people, because as a whole, they did not accept Jesus when he showed up. Remember that? They're the ones who had the Romans cruci crucify him, because they said, he's not the Messiah. He's not the anointed one of God we've been waiting for. It's somebody else. The scary thing is, some scholars and theologians believe, no, they actually knew who it was, and still had him killed because they were full of the devil. We can debate about that all night, but either way, as a whole, the Jewish people did not recognize what Scripture calls the time of their visitation. That's why you as a believer, you as a person coming in to believe, this is your time. You never know when God's going to stop calling or you're going to stop being able to hear his voice. So this is the time. All right, look at this. Did God's people stumble and fall beyond recovery? Hmm. The Jewish people, of course not. They were disobedient, so God made salvation available to the whom? The Gentiles. Gentiles are non-Jews. But he wanted his own people to become jealous and claim it for themselves. <laughs> now, if the Gentiles were enriched, blessed, given all these benefits because the people of Israel turned down God's offer of salvation, think how much greater a blessing the what? The world will share when they finally Accept it when the Jewish people finally accept who they are in Christ. Because as a whole right now, Jewish people have been so hurt and set aside for so many years, they don't even like to use the term Christian. Did you know why? People like Hitler and the Nazis called themselves Christians as they slaughtered Jews. 
So to this day, Jews call themselves believers or messianic Jews, meaning they believe Jesus is the Messiah. Okay? So look at what it, the apostle goes on to say here in the book of Romans. I'm saying all this especially for you Gentiles. We've got to stay humble, right? As far as I know, we're not Jewish in here. We may have some hints of Jewish blood, but we're a miracle. Our ancestors were pagans. Let's be real, right? Most humans were pagans anyway. But our ancestors, who knows what they did? God forbid we ever get into that junk. That's why you got to be careful about slipping into old habits because who knows what's in our family trees. you got to break those curses. He says, I'm saying all this especially for you Gentiles. God has appointed me as the apostle to the Gentiles. Apostle, simply put, means messenger, okay, which was amazing. He says, I stress this, for I want somehow to make the people of Israel jealous of what you Gentiles have so I might save some of them or lead some of them to salvation. Powerful. For since their rejection, the rejection of what? Of Jesus, of the gospel. Gospel means good news. Their rejection meant that God offered salvation to the rest of the world. Their acceptance will be even more wonderful. Hmm. It will be life for what? For those who were dead. Life for those who were dead. And since Abraham and the other patriarchs were holy, what does holy mean? I'm glad you asked. Holy simply means set apart and different. I don't want to look like the world, act like the world, talk like the world, behave like the world, respond like the world, look like the world, smell like the world. I just, I don't want to be like them. Scripture says in Romans chapter 12, do not imitate the customs and behavior of the world, but be renewed by the transforming of your mind. So Abraham and the other patriarchs were holy. They were set apart. They were different. Different. In the Old Testament, the Jews referred to God as holy I believe the, the ancient Hebrew word was kadosh because they didn't really know how to describe him. They said he's different from us. He's set apart. And now because of the blood of Jesus, you've been called to be Christ-like, which is set apart and different. Okay? Since Abraham and the other patriarchs were holy, set apart, different, their descendants will also be holy. That's not a religious word. It, we've, people made it a religious, oh, you're just holy. It means you're different, you're set apart. Just as the entire batch of dough is holy because the what? The portion given as an offering is holy. Oh, man, there's some giving. There's a lesson in giving right there. Did you know when you give your tithe, then all your money is set apart? You give offering, all of your money is set apart. You didn't even have to give it all. Isn't God amazing? Say, man, why do I have to give stuff to him? He gave it all to you. I told my Bible study last night, we're not taking anything with us. You ever seen a U-Haul attached to a hearse? We've had many, many funerals here. And I pray all those folks are in heaven, but I never saw a hearse pull up with a body in it and a U-Haul on the back said, we're going to bury them. And they, see, that's how the Egyptians believed. Man, they would even kill people and put them in the tomb with the Pharaoh and say, oh, guess what? Your husband died. You're going with him, girlfriend. He's going to need you in the afterlife. What? What if they went to hell? They won't even see each other. I'm messing with y'all now. Kill all his dogs and his cats and his birds and his servants. Bury them all with him because he's dead now. We're going to send, let's put the U-Haul in there. That never worked. That never worked. You don't take anything with you. I can prove it. When my grandma passed away, we were messing with her stuff for weeks because she left it behind. Died at 89, my grandma, grandma Treadwell. She came up earlier tonight. But we're, 
They didn't take it with them. If they did, they wouldn't have left all this stuff. Do you see the logic? I have my grandpa, some of my grandpa's Bibles because he didn't take them with him to heaven. He doesn't need them. He's in God's presence, all right? So you ain't taking anything with you. You want to give. Let, let's back up. Let's back up. Let's back up a little bit. Just as the entire batch of dough is holy because the what? Portion given as an offering is holy. There's a reference to the Old Testament, but also an allusion to what's going on when you give. It's funny. It's bread. You know, people are like, break bread, man. You know, that's an old school way of saying, you know, pay up, right? Now all your money's blessed because you gave. Now your whole life is blessed because you gave, all right? For if the roots of the tree are holy, man, this will preach in so many ways too. For if the roots of the tree are holy, the branches will be too. If your foundation's right, then everything else is going to be right, isn't it? Jesus said that those that build their house upon the rock, they're wise. They're the wise ones. They build their house on the rock, who is Jesus, all right? He is the rock. If the roots of the tree are holy, the branches will be too. So make sure your, your foundation isn't cracked. Make sure your foundation is Jesus and you're staying in this word. Let's keep going. But some of these branches from Abraham's tree, some of the people of Israel have been broken off. Hmm. And you Gentiles who were branches from a wild olive tree, that's actually a nice little compliment. He could have made that sound a lot worse. From a wild olive tree have been grafted in. Does, is anyone familiar with grafts? Let's start with skin graft. You know what a skin graft is? It's like a skin transplant, right? Say, man, he got burned on his, on his uh, chest or on his neck, so we're going to get some skin off, I don't know, his back leg or somewhere that people don't usually see and, and put it there. It's a transplant, isn't it? Well, us being grafted in means you, you can see this with plants. I remember we are in Guatemala one time, and a guy was talking to me about grafts. He goes, I attach this plant to this, and I connect them, and they grow together now as one plant. That's always amazing to me. How did God do that? You can take a part of a plant, if you do it right, and graft it in, connect it, transplant it to another plant, and they'll both grow together. So we came from a wild olive tree as Gentiles. We were lost. But he says, now you've been grafted in. Scripture talks about, in other translations, the commonwealth of Israel. All of the benefits that God has promised Israel, originally we have and more in the New Testament. But does it mean God has forgotten about his original people? Heavens no. Just throw a, throw a little bit in, of doctrine in there and, and what people believe. Scripturally, you've got to remember this. We always honor the people of Israel no matter how they act because they are God's original people. They are. Now, people need to honor us as believers because all the promises say, I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. Um, scripture says in the New Testament, even for us, um, God will trouble those who trouble you. But we will honor the Jews for their original place in God's kingdom, even though they haven't come to know Jesus yet. But they will. The prophecies say they will. So never think for one second that we've totally replaced the Jewish people as God's people. They will be his again. You're his forever, as long as you walk with God. But the Jewish people will come to know the Lord one day as well. Okay, As a whole now, they're pretty secular, meaning apart from God. But there is a revival taking place in Israel slowly. People are, Jewish people are becoming believers, believing in Jesus. Here's what's crazy. The Jewish culture, culture will ostracize you for believing in Jesus as a whole, meaning they will alienate you and cast you out and call you crazy. To this day, I, I think... I think I was telling a friend of mine the other day, the Jews believe we are a 
misguided, cultish, Jewish religion sect. Because we believe in the Old Testament, like they do. That's their Torah and their prophets and their law and poetry and all that. But we believe in Jesus, and they're like, these people are crazy. They took Judaism and messed it up. But one day they will accept Jesus, their Savior. One day they will, Scripture says, they will look on him whom they have pierced, and they will cry out because of it. They will look at him and go, oh, my gosh, that was the Son of God. So now you also, you've been grafted in, right? Now you also receive the blessing God has promised Abraham and his children. Wow. Sharing in the rich what? Nourishment from the root of God's special olive tree. Man, everything that God has promised in the Old Testament, you got that and more. And you don't have to live by the standard of the Old Testament law. You got to be moral. You got to be holy like God always wanted us to be. But you don't have to sacrifice animals and, and, and sit on separate sides of the synagogue like they had men and women doing and all the traditions they added to God's word and all this. No, you are part of God's kingdom, and he simplified it for you. Aren't you glad? I couldn't have done all that stuff. I'd have been the biggest heathen. They said, Matt, you missed the last seven sacrifices. You forgot all the other traditions. I'd have been like, oh, man, I can't keep up with it. But Jesus said all the, the law and the prophets of the Old Testament hang upon these two things. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, strength, and soul, and might, and love your neighbor as yourself. It's real easy to say. It should be easier to do, but we don't always do it. Huh? I love God, but, man, I hate that fool. Uh, wrong. You missed it. Missed it. Strike out. No. How can we say we love God whom we've never seen and hate our brother whom we see every day? That's what Scripture says. So love people, man. Hey, and some people are harder to love than others. Have you all ever noticed? Maybe you've been there before, man. You were like, man, I've been difficult. You keep loving people. Keep loving people. No matter how hard it is, you keep loving. Can you imagine Jesus was crucified by his enemies? He said, Father, forgive them. They don't even know what they're doing. That still trips me up. I've been serving God my just about the entirety of my life. I believe I accepted Jesus at seven. And I was raised and born into a spirit-filled Christian home with parents who were pastors. And that to, to this day, that still shakes me that Jesus said, Forgive them. What? As Christians, sometimes we're like James and John, the sons of thunder, huh? the sons of Zebedee. Lord, should we call down fire on people? Jesus said in one translation, y'all don't know what spirit you're of. You're in a wrong spirit, but you don't even know what you're talking about. No, we're not going to call down fire on them. Let me be the righteous judge. All right? Let me close with this verse. But you must not brag about being grafted in to replace the branches that were broken off. See, that's, there's something called replacement theology that's been going on in the church for years, and it's nothing new. And they think, God's done with the Jews forever. It's just us now. So he's saying, he warned us about this 2,000 years ago. You must not brag about being grafted in to replace the branches that were broken off. You were just a branch, not the root. Stay humble, people of God, always. Stay humble. God will always work with you and through you and for you if you stay humble. Let's go to the next one. Well, you may say, those branches were broken off to make room for me. Okay, but let's keep going. But remember, those branches were broken off because they didn't believe in Christ, and you are there because you do believe. So what? So don't think highly of yourself, <laughs> but fear what could happen. Isn't that crazy? Next verse. 
For if God did not spare the original branches, he won't spare you either. That's a lesson in humility, isn't it? My mom, that was one of my mom's life lessons for us. I think when we were kids, she said, hey, stay humble, babe. <laughs> That's what my mom used to say. Stay humble. Don't be proud. Don't be proud or God's going to deal with us. Look at this. Notice how God is both kind and severe. He's a loving God, but he's a God of judgment. He's severe toward those who disobeyed, but kind to you if you continue to trust in his kindness. But if you stop trusting, you also will be cut off. So, man, we got to keep putting God first, staying humble. And scripture says in the, in the New Testament as well. I'm going to close with that one, Romans 11:22. Scripture says, for those of you who stand, take heed and be humble lest you fall. That doesn't mean you walk around scared like, oh, oh, my gosh, I, I could just not make it. I could just walk away from God at any moment. No, God's got you, but you got to stay humble. You don't want to open the door to the enemy. He's with you, but you keep seeking him. He's with you, but keep believing truth. He's with you, man. Keep walking in love. No matter who I say I am as a pastor or whatever else, if you don't see the fruit of the Spirit in my life, then there's something going on with my walk with God that's not right. If I'm walking around not acting in love and not treating people with love, hmm, there's an issue there. Because beyond all else, many of you in here, you're going, well, I'm not a pastor. I'm not, I'm not called to the ministry like that. We're all called to serve. But I will tell you this, of foremost and utmost importance is this, that you be a believer and be a doer of God's word and act like a believer. That's the goal. Sometimes you ain't even got to say anything to people and they will go, wow. Your love has changed me. You, just the way you treat me has done great things for me. All right? So hang in there. You will not be cut off, but we got to stay humble. You are part of the tree that God is raising, and uh, you're part of the building. You are. God's promises are faithful. God is good. Let's go ahead and bow our heads and close our eyes, if you would, tonight.